Good afternoon, and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Do you want to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start? Join us as we explore the possibilities on today's show with inspiring guests, uplifting music, and new ideas. So, let's get started. Here are your hosts, Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead. Welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. I'm your host, Lorianne Rising. And I'm your other host, Mark Olmstead. Through travel, languages, and music, our guest today has come to believe that there is more similarities than differences between people. Whether hosting international video chats, inviting people to donate blood platelets, or exploring musical mashups, he continues to strive to create space for people to connect and appreciate each other. Now that's a combination, right? Toby Loftus supports his viola habit working in high tech. He's performed with the Newport Symphony, as well as other regional orchestras and chamber groups for over 15 years. He loves languages and travel and has lived abroad a couple of times. During the pandemic, he's been hosting online karaoke parties, exploring technological solutions to allow people to sing and play music in real time over the internet. How cool is that? I love it. (laughs) Welcome, Toby. Welcome, Toby. Thank you. Very glad to be here. What an interesting combination of things to be in an orchestra, to be in high tech, and now you're combining it in online karaoke. So what inspired that? Well, um, of course, when the pandemic hit, all music gigs ceased completely. And um, certainly getting together with friends to play chamber music is also a a favorite uh, pastime for me. And when the weather wasn't too cold or wet, I did host a couple of driveway concerts where I had friends come over and we sat outside distanced with masks and played some string quintets and uh, string quartets for neighbors and friends. But of course, as the weather got darker and colder and wetter, that was not possible. Uh, I also love to sing karaoke with my friends and of course that is right out. So I'm stuck home just like everybody and I'm missing uh, musicians love to perform with each other and for others. And we couldn't do that. Karaoke, you couldn't sing with other people. I was just missing people uh, terribly. And that musical connection, um, one of my greatest joys and bliss is to sing or play in harmony with somebody else. Um, and so I thought, well, I wonder, there's got to be a way to do karaoke online. And I consider myself the find meister on the internet. If it's there, I usually can find it on Google or YouTube or whatever. And I couldn't find any really good information on how to host karaoke, uh, a karaoke party online. You could do it by yourself, but how could you do like using Zoom or Google Meet or any of these online conferencing software to host a party? Well, I have several friends who are on IT too, so they aren't intimidated by the technology and they like karaoke. So we started experimenting. Um, At first, it was pretty rough. Uh, Conferencing software is not designed for music. It's mostly designed for talking. And uh, getting the balance between music and voice took some tweaking. But through trial and error, we figured figured it out. Most of the time, you need two devices, one to play your music and uh, one to connect to the meeting. Um, And it takes a little adjustment to get it right, but... They just took off. Um, I started hosting these parties in May and uh, almost like clockwork, I host them every two weeks. So in uh, 2020, I hosted 17 parties 
and I'm going to host my 20th uh, party this, this coming weekend. A couple of things. You know, people might think that doing karaoke online is impersonal. Um, you're looking at a screen, you're singing into a microphone and looking at a camera. But people have remarked how surprisingly intimate it is to, to watch people perform and sing um, in these parties. The other thing is being online, you don't all have to be in the same place. You know, so I have people connecting from different time zones. Occasionally, I have people uh, connect internationally. I have a college friend in uh, Canada, BC, and I've had one high school classmate connect from Taiwan, and a friend of a friend, or a couple of friends have connected from Europe. Time zone's a little tough for them, but it's it's just delightful to see people. And you know, during these uh, these tough times, uh, these parties typically are when I see more smiles and hear more laughter than I've seen in a year. I remember when things first shut down, we tried doing some open mic nights and ran into some of those same issues you're talking about uh, in terms of not just the connectivity, but somebody wanting to play an instrument or sing or have music in the Zoom chat, and it just didn't couldn't, work. Couldn't so. hear the instrument, or you couldn't hear them very well, and and then it's it, it just was real wonky and 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 difficult. Yes, you can see, but the, and and really the 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 enthusiasm could come across and some of those kinds of things, but in terms of the the listener appreciation ability, you know, it just, it was more of a social thing than a musical thing. And I was just, sure. it, it was a difficulty that way for me being, you know, kind of looking forward to really hearing the music side. Um, but uh, so you've saying that, that you've actually been able to bridge that, that uh, technological distance a little bit with the, uh, with the gear or, so for the karaoke parties, it's still just one person at a time. Everybody else mutes their mic and one person performs, unless it happens to be a couple or a group that are sheltering together, then they can sing or perform together. Um, but in terms of figuring out how to get decent level between voice and music or instrument and voice, if they're performing by themselves, um, there are, yeah, we've figured out different techniques. And there's just also just a hand signal systems like if everything if you give a solid thumbs up that means everything's great if uh, we're having trouble hearing the performer over the music we'll put a hand to the ear so they'll adjust the mic or level or if they need louder music we can't hear the music over their voice we give them a signal like that so there's there's adjustments mm. um you know in real time and you know i tell people particularly first timers they kind of shy and may just want to watch but for the first time they perform i say okay Focus on one person, on me or a friend, and we will give you feedback live so you know, oh, I need to move the mic farther from my voice and closer to the music or vice versa or something mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. Just set your expectations uh, low for, at first, and as you get more comfortable and more experienced, it gets better and better. That hand signals idea, that's really important. That's, that's, that's great to, to actually put your hand behind your ear when you're, you're needing to hear their voice and to do a, a vertical thumbs up waving uh, like, like symbol to, to get them to increase the, the, the sound of the instrument itself. So those are, that's kind of becoming the universal sign language. <laughs> this is good to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when you have a lot of people connecting, you know, using visual signs rather than either talking over each other 
or trying to type and text at the same time. It's just easier when you see a whole bunch of solid thumbs up. Okay, everything's good. But if you see a bunch of people, oh, am I on mute? Is my voice too low or whatever? Right. It's, yeah. It's with, quick with and easy hands to adjust behind that the ears. Way. Yeah. Hands behind the ears or, or double thumbs up for, <laughs> for the benefit of our, our listeners here that aren't, aren't watching. Uh, on the on the zoom screen here so thank you that's that's really really good that i, I love that yeah we are it's it's definitely uh, a, a a bridge to to uh to cross here with it with this this technological difference here but you know um but if if someone's interested uh but not comfortable singing in front of others how might they overcome their just nervousness do you have any suggestions well, um, I try to make my sessions as inclusive and, and accepting as possible. And I'm blessed to have really kind uh, friends who have, I've got some people who are amazing singers, people that I would go and sit in a club and, li- and pay to listen to sing. And I have average singers. I consider myself kind of average. And I've got people who, will sell, who are self-described not very good singers. But we all embrace each other we all cheer and clap. It's kind of karaoke etiquette that you never, never heckle or boo somebody. And, you know, particularly during these days of great strife and, and angst and polarization, that kind of environment where people are encouraging each other and, and cheering each other's success really makes me feel good. And I tell people, you don't have to perform. You can simply uh, connect in and watch. I bet you you'll feel better when you hear people singing and see people laughing and rocking out and dancing. Uh, you don't have to sing. Some people will play an instrument. I sometimes pull out my violin or my viola and play that al- either solo or along with music. Uh, we've had people read poems. Um, I've joked that if you want to do interpretive dance, that's great too. Um, <laughs> so once people see how... Um, comfortable and safe that space is sometimes first timers you know i don't want to do anything the first time of course not that's fine and they, well no i'd like to give it a try okay bring it on and and we'll give you feedback with the thumbs up and whatever or at the end of the end of the song hey that sounded great next time maybe bring the music up a touch but great job and a real uh, a, a real heartwarming aspect of this for me is to see my friends become friends with each other. You know, mm. I kind of joke that these parties are sort of, Toby, this is your life. Cause I've got people from my hometown. Mm. I have uh, college friends. I have former coworkers, neighbors, friends of friends I've never met that wow. are coming and there. We're becoming really, I mean, we'd say, Oh, after this pandemic, we want to do like the karaoke road trip to all the places you know, Oklahoma City and to Chicago and to Bethesda, where, where these people are connecting in and we're becoming, we're building friendships and bonds that we've never met other than online. That is so cool. That is I love absolutely. That. Okay. Now, is that the power of music right there in action or what? I mean, I, this is, I, I think you're just really touching on something important there. I think, I think that's a major part of it. Um, there's something very, very personal and vulnerable about singing. Um, certainly when I play my instrument, I can kind of hide behind it a little bit. But when I sing, the, apart from if I use an effects pedal and put an echo or something on, there ain't mm-hmm. nothing I can do 
to uh, mask who I am or what it is I am expressing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people are so moved by this and how, why it feels so intimate is that people are sharing. They, people sometimes are, are laughing so hard they're crying. And sometimes people are crying because what something someone has sung has, has, has moved them and touched them so deeply. Um, and in this time where we're socially isolated and can't hug people and can't go and share coffee or a drink or a meal with a friend or, uh, or a rel- relative, people are so hungry for that connection. And this offers a way. It's not, it's not the same, but it's pretty darn good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that connection is so vital and important. I think one of the things that I, you know, I think both of us actually are hearing more and more and experiencing is, is that the pandemic is really teaching so many of us at a mass level, the importance of connection. Like, you know, sometimes once it's taken away, that's when you really get the value of it, you know, when you can't anymore. And we are getting that lesson drilled into us. Even, you know, we, we've had a show air recently about suicide and how that has increased over 30% this last year. And they tie it almost directly completely to this lack of connection. So these types of things, just reaching out in sort of this fun, lighthearted way it can literally save a life. Well, and finding ways that, that, that allow people to be vulnerable and to stretch themselves mm-hmm. and, and, and explore their own limits. You know, I mean, we, I think we're all being invited to those kinds of, uh, of explorations these days in a whole new way. And it's, uh, it's just really, <clears throat> it's really heartwarming for me to be hearing the experience that I, I had uh, in, our, in our get together, just the, the, the few of them that we've, we've done with karaoke and, and to know that you've done this 20 times. So what, what was some of the biggest groups that you've had that, that have joined together? So um, I actually uh, compiled stats for last year for sort of a year. I'm, I'm okay. I'm obsessed. That's cool. all right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. So, nice. I love it. So my parties typically run from about four hours, seven to 11 PM Pacific time. Okay. They almost never uh, end at 11. We usually go way over often to midnight or later, which for the people in the central and Eastern time zone, so that yeah. could be pretty late. The, our Oklahoma City friends, they, they stay to the bitter end every time, which is like 2 a.m. <laughs> that time. They're so much fun. Wow. And I've never met them personally, where they're friends <laughs> of friends. Um, awesome. So people come and go. Um, the smallest party was my first party. We had just eight people. Um, the hmm. largest party I ever had uh, had 26 people, not necessarily all at the same time. Typically, at any one time, you might, you might see a dozen to... 16, 18 people. Um, and maybe out of that whole group, uh, maybe one-tenth are, are just listeners. I call them non-performers. Uh, but yeah, I, my typical, any, at any one time, you typically are going to see about uh, 12 to 15, 16 people. 
So it sounds like this is something where it's, you know, you started with a group of friends and those friends maybe invited people. So it's not something you're necessarily advertising or, or are you? I mean, I guess how would somebody, if they haven't done this before, get something started? So, yes, uh, this started all as um, I, I have quite a circle of karaoke friends who would go out and sing in, in karaoke before the pandemic. And when the pandemic started, then we started going online. Um, so, yeah, friends of friends start co- connecting in and they start coming back. Still, I would say uh, 90% are people that I know personally and they don't, they don't all know each other. So they're getting to know each other through these parties. Um, two local TV stations interviewed me about this experience and the website that I created since I couldn't find what I thought was satisfactory information, how to host your own karaoke party. I made one. I said, okay, we, I first collected information for the benefit of my own parties. Like here's kind of the tips and tricks to, uh, connect and what you want to do to prepare things to think about uh, to join my parties. After we kind of cracked the code, I decided to make a website so that other people could do this. I, you know, it'd be, it'd be a dream to me to, to get messages from people I don't know saying, hey, I found your website. I'm starting to host parties. We're having a good time. I want to spread this. So I created a website. Um, it's a a long URL, how to do online karaoke at <laughs> uh, wordpress.com. But I've basically compiled all the information on, you know, how to set up your hardware, um, how to find or create your own karaoke tracks, um, you know, tips if you're going to, if you have a decent sized party, you probably want to have an MC or host and things that you can do. Um, so yeah, I put that all together and the, um, I'm, I'm starting to see uh, some traffic to that website after those TV station uh, aired stories about it. So, yeah, I'm not uh, advertising my own parties. Um, mostly it's friends of friends because you get to kind of a, a critical limit yeah. size. If the party gets too big, just like in real life, then people have to wait so long before they can sing. It yep. gets a little bit unmanageable. Um, I'm hoping people, if it gets to that point, will start to break off and have their own kind of parties and and just kind of, uh, spread the wealth. That's that's awesome. Okay, I want to I want to repeat that URL a couple of times because it is a bit of a long one. So, how to have your I'll say say it again. Okay, it is. Okay, let me let me actually type. I think it's it. how <clears throat> to do online karaoke. Is that yes. it? I was how to was... do online karaoke. dot wordpress. dot com. Okay, and yeah. we'll repeat that again for the end. But uh, well, yeah, but and it'll be in the description yeah, and, and information and for the so, show. So, so when you're you're you are you using the the chat box to organize uh, who plays next, or how do you or do you have a you have an organizer that's or or are you the one man for your shows? At this point, I do everything. Uh, during the parties, I invite other people to take screenshots and stuff because we'll take uh-huh. pictures of, of the group and of people singing and stuff, and that's fun to revisit. Um, I do an awful lot more than people need to do. I keep track of the songs people sang. I manage the queue. I, I make a photo album that people can look at afterwards. I currently have a private Facebook group that I use as well as just an email, uh, email list that I send out invitations for the parties. So by the time the party arrives, I have a, 
a rough idea who's going to come. And I just, uh, I just make up the queue and say, okay, here's the next three people. So you can prepare yourselves, mm-hmm. get ready. Okay. Uh, most people use YouTube for their karaoke backing tracks. If you just simply search for the title of the song space karaoke, 90 to 95% of the songs that you might want to sing are there. So I ask people, Hey, you play your uh, uh, queue up your YouTube video because you might have an ad at the very beginning. <laughs> that sort of thing. But uh, no, I usually I tr- I try to make a, a a you know a rotation schedule. Okay, show of hands, who does not want to perform? Okay, so I won't include you guys. I'll make the list and and just gotcha. let people let people go. Okay, how often do you have uh, people that that are doing like original stuff or like you're you're saying dancing or or other things like that. Is that typical in your group or have you heard much of that? One of my friends uh, is working on a piece and so she, she played it. She's like, it's not done yet. I'm just going to play it. I haven't worked out the words yet. Um, I will hear something and think, okay, do I want to sing that or do I want to play it? I think I'm going to play it. And some things I may play by ear. Mm-hmm. Other things I may write out the music. Um, I might write out like the guitar solo in the middle of the song and play that on my, you know, sing the song and then play the, the guitar solo on my viola. I've done that a few times. I like to mix it up. Um, somebody read an excerpt from a screenplay she's writing. Um, so it, it's, it's rare. Uh, you know, 95% people are singing karaoke tracks. Oh, and uh, we figured out how to create your own karaoke track. If you can't find one, there are tools that allow you to remove the vocal track of a recording so that you can sing it. So people oh, wow. are doing more far out and obscure songs for which there aren't existing karaoke tracks. Um, and wow. we usually have <clears throat> one or two people will accompany themselves on a ukulele, a guitar or a piano. So nice. All right. Well, very cool. So, and are those the kind of instructions that are on the website there? We'll tell you what, let me, uh, we'll get back to that right after we got to take a quick break here, but before we go, we want to hear from you, our listeners, please take a moment to rate and review our show on your favorite listening platform only takes a minute and it helps us and the future listeners to get to know us and, 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 you know, find out how great we are. Right. (laughs) So just, let them know uh, on there what you love the most, and uh, we'll use that feedback to keep delivering great shows for you and your family. Yes, definitely. It only takes a moment, and the reviews that we are getting already means so much to us and other listeners. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And after the break, you're going to hear one of Mark's originals called Little Piece of Heaven. I think it could make a great karaoke song. But you take a listen and let us know what you think right after this. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's Best Indie Book award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit truesunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at truesunbeam.com. 
Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Lorianne Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit LorianneRising.com. Before you came along I was singing a different song One of how life was treating me so unkind I was so possessed by fear I couldn't even see you here And I'm so glad you could see my eyes were blind But I found love so well defined And I know that it has to be the lasting kind When I found you, I just knew I found a little piece of heaven and a whole lot of peace of mind And that was when you took my hand And I began to understand That you were living in a part of me I thought had died Hearing now to let you know That I'm never gonna let you go And I'm gonna stop believing in the tears I've cried Cause it's time I found love So well defined And I know that it has to be the lasting kind When I found you I finally knew Found a little piece of heaven within a little piece of mine You're gonna always be Staying right here inside of me Come what may I'm letting go of all my fears Knowing love will never leave me here With you so near Together through a brighter day Oh, I found love So well defined And I know that it has to be the lasting kind When I found you, I finally knew I found a little piece of heaven right here in this heart of mine I found a little piece of heaven right here in this heart of mine Oh, I got a little piece of heaven right here in this heart of mine
Welcome back. You're listening to Rise and Shine. And that was Little Piece of Heaven from Mark Olmsted's Star Child CD. You can download the song or the entire CD from his website at truesunbeam.com. We're here with Toby Loftus, professional musician and online karaoke host. Now, Toby, you mentioned in your bio that you've done some international travel, and I, uh, I, I worked a freight ship to New Zealand and, and had quite the uh, busking experience down there playing on the streets and, and basically paid for two years of travel with my guitar, and I decided to go down and, and learn a few songs by practicing publicly, and it wound up paying off pretty well. I was wondering, have you ever had any busking experience or anything like that or with your, with your music? Um, not internationally. Uh, my father and I played dinner music in the hometown that I grew up in, Coos Bay. Um, he played piano and accordion. I played violin and flute. And we play a great variety of music. Um, but I have been very fortunate to have traveled and lived abroad quite a bit. Uh, when I was in high school, I was an exchange student one summer in Finland, which was lovely. And when I was in college, uh, through my university, I was able to study a year um, a semester in West Germany and a semester in East Germany, surprisingly, uh, mm-hmm. the final year before the wall came down. And that was a fascinating experience. Um, I've traveled to Japan uh, three times. My mother's family is uh, from Japan originally. She was born in Oregon, but her parents were immigrants. Um, I've traveled quite a bit all over Europe. Uh, I've been to Ireland and to Israel. I would love to go to New Zealand. That's high mm. on my list. New Zealand and Iceland and Portugal would be mm. the places that I dream about when, um, when the pandemic is over. Mm. I saw a Facebook meme the other day that made me laugh. I dream of that special, special day when I'm walking down the aisle and I hear those magical words, please take your seats and fasten your safety belt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, I'm, I have dreamed of international travel pretty much my whole life and have yet to really be able to do so. And so I'm, I'm curious. I hear from others that doing that really shifts and expands your awareness of humanity at a different level. And I'm wondering if you can speak to what that experience has given you. Absolutely. And in addition to my experiences traveling and living abroad, uh, my family had, has hosted exchange students and I've been friends with many exchange students. So that, again, mm. expanded more of Fantastic. my connections abroad. Not only learning about that here, but also when I traveled, I often had a local person who could show me around, which was very nice. For me... My experiences uh, traveling and living abroad, uh, learning a foreign language, uh, has strengthened and reinforced my core belief that there is more similarity and commonality between people than what separates us. And I've thought a lot about this. Um, I think maybe it's the human experience. Maybe it's when we're infants and our brains are absorbing tons of information and stimuli to make sense and order the world, we look for differences. Even Sesame Street has one of these things is not like the others. And so we are very, very quick to be able to spot differences in appearance and sound, whatever. What we don't get as much experience doing is looking for commonality where it is not obvious. And, but it's there. 
one example I can think of is I was in East Germany on the last uh, f- uh, 1st of May, International Workers' Day in former East Germany. I was in a small town and there was a parade through town where they're carrying these banners about fighting against the fascists and the capitalists and this and that. And all the people kind of converged into the city hall for a feast and a party. And there's these three little kids sitting outside. And I thought, let's find out what they think about all this. And by then I was fluent in German. I, I spoke and understood everything. I would never pass because of my appearance, but I thought, let's find out what these kids think. So I'm speaking to them. It's like, they're probably like second, fourth and fifth graders. What does this day mean to you? We don't have to go to school. <laughs> I mean, what could be more universal than that, you know? And we, yeah. had a, we had a lovely conversation. But, you know, in all my travels, no matter what we believe or what our social status is or whatever, everybody, if they have kids, want their kids' lives to be as good or better than their own. Everybody wants peace. Everybody either has experienced or can imagine the sadness of losing somebody that they love. So I think, you know, the metaphor I think of is we have such an automatic uh, tendency to look for what's different, that that muscle for looking for what's different has become overdeveloped. And the muscle looking for commonality where there is none obvious is atrophied. And through studying foreign languages, through travel, through hosting exchange students, one develops an awareness of, okay, maybe I don't understand this language very well. Maybe uh, these beliefs or values are strange or unusual to me. But at the very basic level, we are brothers and sisters. And um, I've experienced that through my travel. I experienced that through music. I love jamming with people who play completely different genres of music. I love singing with other people. That reinforces that, that belief that I have, that core belief that I have, that we are all connected and we are very similar. Isn't it amazing the international language that music is, that, that regardless of, of what language someone's speaking with, you can, you can sing a, a, a John Denver song to, to somebody from you know, Asia or whatever, and they are right there with every word, you know, it's like, because it communicates and there's, there's a time in their life when that, that was a moment and, and you've just, you've just built a bridge and it's just, it's the most amazing feeling to, to see and experience that over and over with, and, and, and music is, is the absolute tool that, that, uh, that I've, I've had the privilege, like you're saying, to experience that internationally as well. And, uh, well, I, I'm, and there's just uh, this is the, the depth of the of the conversation. I would love to go into here is just like uh, it's it's so wonderful talking with you, Toby, because I, I just really appreciate someone who gets the value of travel. And I, I feel like for me, when I was seeing other parts of the world, that that this ought to be required. I mean, it's so it's so it seems unusual i mean like laurie's laurian's uh, experience she hasn't even been out of the country there there should not be a kid that is allowed to graduate high school in this country that has not had to experience at least 
uh, a third world country and a another Western culture country, I think, personally. What are, what's your thoughts? The world would absolutely be a better place if every student in the world spent six months at least in a country that spoke a language other than what they knew. Mm-hmm. I know the United States would be better for it, and I know the rest of the world would be the better for it. In the United States, we can drive for hours and for days, and you're still using the dollar. You're still speaking English, maybe slightly different accents, but there's nothing different. Exactly. Europe, you drive for a day, you may cross four or five uh, borders. And although they have a common currency, uh, the languages will change. And even if you're within Germany, for example, the dialects get so, so profoundly different that they cannot understand each other unless they speak, you know, high, you know, quote unquote, high German. The Bavarians, if they speak Bavarian, nobody, no other Germans will understand it. Yeah. I was in Southwest Germany in Tübingen. Um, in Schwaben, uh, Schwabisch has a lot of French in it. Every vowel has two dots over it, an umlaut and an le. So house becomes mm-hmm. Häusle, Mädel becomes Mädle. It took me two. Here's a here's a silly German ex, uh, example. The mo, one of the most common words in German is nicht, not. It's used mm-hmm. for negation. That's not good. Das ist nicht gut. In Schwabisch, the word for not is net. Das ist net gut. Well, in high German, net means nice. It took me two weeks to figure that one out. Das ist net gut. That's nice good? No, that's not good. So, oh, boy. Wow. So, that, yeah. That's when confusion. So when you're faced with that kind of difference, I think you're more apt to understand or may, maybe less quick uh, to how can I say this? To, to judge diversity or, or, to, or to judge differences or, or maybe. Is well, you don't, take for, you don't take for granted what you know and what you're familiar with. I can mm. drive for days in the United States. I'm still using the U.S. dollar and still speaking English. Everybody knows that. I could drive for a day in Germany or somewhere in Europe and meet all sorts of people who we don't have any, well, they most likely know English, but mm-hmm. you know, normally would we speak in completely different languages and you have to cope with that. You have to find ways to find a common way mm-hmm. of, of expressing yourselves and, right. and interacting. Exercise that, uh, that other muscle. That, uh, exactly. Looking yeah. for commonality where it is not obvious. It's there. Right. And if you look for it, you will find it. Mm-hmm. I, I love mm. that lesson. And it's one that, Obviously, I think, especially now, we need more than ever. But I know it's one I've come across before, too. I know you you were both mentioning the power of music to help overcome barriers and bring people together. And this idea of finding connection despite everything reminds me of uh, Daryl Davis' story. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a black man who used music to make friendships with people in in the KKK. And because he built friendships that took years to establish, many of them gave up their robes and left the KKK. Many of them were top leaders. And over the last four years in particular, having seen the rise of that ideology again in this nation, those are things just seeing each other as human beings again, despite it all, whatever it takes is so needed. Yes. 
My, my, as I mentioned, my mother's family, her parents were Japanese immigrants. She and all of her siblings were born in, in uh, Oregon. Uh, during World War II, the entire family was, uh, I don't say interned, I say incarcerated, uh, except for her brothers who fought in the U.S. Armed Forces in the Pacific yes. against Japan. <sighs> and, you know, <sighs> and there's so many people who don't know that history still. <sighs> My mom was just a fourth to sixth grade girl at the time, and she's going to turn 88 uh, this year. She's in good health, but she gives talks. We've given talks. I've given talks on this history because that is the extreme of the over exercise of looking for difference and the over atrophy of the, of the ignoring and not seeing commonality is when it turns into fear, into um, persecution discrimination mm. and incarceration and in the European situation, genocide. Um, mm. So there, there is that. I think that the, the fear of the unknown and the xenophobia may have served a, our prehistoric ancestors well to be tribal mm. and to protect against outsiders and differences. It just, just like looking for high caloric food that's sweet, that really served our prehistoric ancestors well because they needed the calories. Those things don't serve us today. You know, it's easy to get addicted to high sugary foods, but that's not good for us. And I think the natural human uh, tendency to uh, question or fear that which we don't understand um, does not serve us today either. Well, these are the bridges. Uh, it just feels to me like so. So now, how important would you say, uh, or what would, how about this? How about this? Where would you like to see music go from here? I, I just feel like there's such an untapped potential in the power of music in current society. And personally, I feel like songwriters, I, I think it's time that we step up in, in delivering uh, messages with music that guide this commonality conversation and and that if if in fact we're not able to personally face to face experience it that at least we can start um, addressing this this atrophied muscle you know that that we because i mean it's what we visualize and what we what we internalize conceptually becomes our our reality we've we've learned i mean it's it's you know how how athletes win competitions you know by visualization so i believe if we've got the music that can can help guide that commonality exercise then uh, then we've got a chance to to widespread you know affect this this uh, this opportunity i'm i'm just kind of going on what you're saying here, but what, what, uh, what's your, do you, do you feel uh, that there's an op an opportunity there with, with uh, perhaps, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it would have to be lyrical though, wouldn't it? The kind of music, I mean. I don't think so. I mean, for me, uh, music uh, performance and singing is my primary means of artistic and emotional expression. Um, I think the arts in U.S. Uh, society and in U.S. education are often put off as a side, as a, an elective, as a, 
as a nice to have, whether it's dance or music or, or choir. Um, I think there is an awful lot uh, to be learned and to be um, gained through artistic education, whether it's writing, poetry, music, singing, dance. Everybody, I think, has something to express, and it's to find that medium of expression that works for you. I think uh, we uh, place too much. I mean, people are, are are very self-critical. So unless you're really good at something, you're not likely to uh, pursue it or maybe not comfortable to share it. To come back to my karaoke parties, I have uh, the full spectrum of people in terms of ability to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have created a space that feels welcoming and encouraging for everybody to perform. And, you know, sometimes it feels a little uncomfortable, but when you see people cheering and sending you messages saying, Hey, I really liked the song you chose. I, that you, I mean, you made that your own or wow, that was wonderful. That that's transformative. I mean, now for me, it's singing and music. It could be dance. It could be poetry. Uh, one of the most moving moments for me during the inauguration was the 22-year-old uh, Gorman reading her poem. Mm, and absolutely. That, the inspiration that she has uh, in, uh, given to a lot of potential young people who might, might not have thought poetry as, a, as worth their time, they need to do something more important. No, I, I, think, I think finding, encouraging, and nurturing some means of artistic and emotional expression, whether it's music, singing, you know, painting, drawing, poetry, whatever, that I think is, 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 is critical. And I think you might see more of that in other countries than you see in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Much more appreciation for, for the arts, for sure. Man, well, I so appreciate how you are bringing so many different things together, your, your own artistic expression, your ability to see the similarities and create a safe space for anyone to show up and Absolutely. do something new, break out of their comfort zones, and even go so far as to allow others to learn to do it in their own circles and communities. And that's just so the, neat. The spirituality of karaoke. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, we are getting close to the end of our time. And so I want to just remind listeners where they can get that from you and how they can connect with you. So can you remind us one more time what that website is? Yes, it is how to do online karaoke dot wordpress dot com that website will give you all the information you need uh to host find your tracks set up your hardware and have a good time awesome fantastic toby thank you so much for being here thank you for for sharing the music and inspiring the music and giving us a place to to land in a in such an important venue at at such an important time for all of us Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. I, even after the pandemic is done, I imagine still hosting these parties, maybe not as frequently, because it's a great way to connect with people uh, far away. Well, absolutely. absolutely. Well, thank you for giving everyone else yes. the tools to do the same. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Well done. Well done.
Now it's time for our wow moment with Lorianne when she offers words of wisdom, sharing her intuitive and spiritual mentorship with us by responding to listener comments and questions. What an amazing conversation today with Toby. I love how these interviews and conversations can go in such amazing and unique directions. I mean, I thought we were showing up to talk about online karaoke, which we totally did. But getting into this conversation about connection and differences versus commonalities, man, that is vital right now. You know, Toby brought up something that I thought was so important, and I've done some reading around as well myself. And this idea of noticing differences and how strong that muscle is for all of us. I was doing some reading a while back and learned that at least one active theory is that our brains developed over time to notice differences as a survival instinct. I mean, think about it. When you look in the natural world, there are many, many plants that look so similar, and yet one version will be poisonous and the other won't. And we've got to notice those differences. Same thing among animals. I know, for instance, there are two different species of snakes, both of which are black and orange. And it's just a matter of which part is black and which is orange. And I know one is poisonous and one isn't. And I wouldn't know the difference. But that is a very vital difference to notice, right? So our survival has depended on seeing differences and distinctions since humanity existed. But now we're at a time and a place where commonality is actually what's going to carry us forward. So we need to not ignore differences, but to evolve our ability to see the commonality and the humanity along with the differences. So rather than differences being a survival mechanism, have them shift into something that is honoring and special and beautiful. For instance, you know, each of our children are unique and different. And how wonderful and perfect is that? See their differences and celebrate them. And see their commonalities so that we can create bonds and connections that last I know for me personally, especially over these last four years where so many conversations have become so divisive, in my family, there are those whose political beliefs are night and day different. And it has been a wonderful opportunity to do the work to remember underneath those differences, there's a human being. There's this very special, wonderful person that I love and enjoy and who is amazing. And so to shift those conversations back to where can we connect? Remember the humanity. And if we can apply that, not just to family members, but to strangers, to people across the world, 
And I think that's one of the things Toby is doing so incredibly well is creating opportunities for connection that extend beyond our boundaries right now of our homes and the walls that we have that are there for our safety. So where in your life can you see and celebrate differences and see and celebrate the common ground to create connection, whether it's online or picking up the phone or writing a letter, do something to reach out and create a connection. And until next time, my friends, keep rising. Thank you, Lorianne, for sharing your wow with us. If you have a question, comment, or concern you'd like to hear addressed on a future WOW moment, or you'd like to learn more about Lorianne's mentorship program, visit her website at lorianerising.com. That's L-O-R-I-A-N-N-E-R-I-S-I-N-G.com. Thank you. And to our listeners, remember that Mark and I are on a mission to help make the world a better place and to uplift voices that are not typically heard. So if you or someone you know is an author, a musician, innovator, or even a comedian whose perspective and message challenges old paradigms to open hearts and minds, please reach out. We want to support you by helping you be seen and heard by a worldwide audience. Just visit us at riseandshineasone.com to apply to be a guest. And before you go, please take a moment to rate and review the show on your favorite platform. And remember, until next time, wherever you are, there's always time for remembering to rise and shine. Take care. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining.